0: Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from very hot and humid New York City. And since it's so hot and humid, I decided to make myself some adult lemonade. Now, if you don't know what adult lemonade is, it's limoncello with a little teeny tiny bit of Sprite. And I um, blend bind up with some... Strawberries, um I parade the strawberries and then add it and then blend it together, so it's actually uh, adult strawberry lemonade and it's delicious. You need to try this i will um when I launch drunk cooking the the upcoming food show um I will make this for you guys, and it will be delicious uh so what makes me want to do this show today? First of all, the gossip cycle is just out of control. Like, seriously out of control. Like, who the fuck decided that all this juicy gossip should hit over the weekend? I wanted to take a break. Um, But it's good, though, because, you know, I love me some gossip. Um, We're going to talk about Clayne Crawford and Damon Wayans. So, we we already know we talked about this. Um, Clayne Crawford was fired from Lethal Weapon, the TV series, because of his bad behavior, Um, especially during the episode he directed and Damon Wayans got hurt. Well, now somebody, I'm looking at you, Damon Wayans, is releasing audio and video of Clayton Crawford throwing fits. Um, There's one... There's one in particular where they're, at, they're filming at, a, like, a pool. And Clint Crawford's character is trying to talk a guy out of suicide. And they're, you know, the pool is open. The, you know, kids are playing, whatever. So they have to keep re- redoing this shot because of the background noise. Um, and... Like, Clint Crawford just, like, throws a big hissy fake and starts cursing, dropping the F-bombs. He dropped the F-bomb more... And that tirade that I have in my entire life. Okay, maybe that's not true. I do love the F word. But still, I mean, I would never... Okay, that's not true either. I was going to say I would never swear at my boss, but I have a feeling some of my former bosses are listening and they're just ready to um, text or email me and call me a liar. (laughs) Hell, even my current boss is probably like, "Mm, Girl, I'm watching you. In any case, um, so, then there's the one that, like, everyone's talking about right now, and it's after Damon Williams got hurt, um, after doing a stunt for the, um, Glenn Crawford directed episode, and they're, they're calling each other pussy, and they're, um, Talking about sucking each other's dick. Not really, but, I mean, kind of. Because they keep saying suck my dick. And I'm just like... Mm. I, I'm sure straight guys actually do say this, but it's kind of weird to me. Like, suck my dick? Alright, let's do it. What are we waiting for? Let, let's just go to your dressing room and get this over with. Uh, I, so I don't know what the straight men are thinking. Like, how is suck my dick an insult? I I don't understand. Um, but, so, and apparently that was the, um, the incident that actually led Warner Brothers and Fox to, uh, dismiss Clayton Crawford. Um, and what we're finding out now is that even though Fox, Warner Brothers actually did go to Fox and say, hey, like, the show as it stands cannot go on, um, once Fox seen the video, um, and understood what was going on, that was kind of the, the last draw for them, and, um, they actually did seriously consider canceling the show, um, as you know, Sean William Scott was hired, so Stifler is now going to be on Lethal Weapon, and I'm just wondering if he's, if Damon Wayans is going to tell him to suck his dick, too, like, is this part of the Me Too thing? Like, do we need counselors up there to, like... Okay, Damon Wayans, you cannot tell everyone to suck your dick. And Clayne Crawford, you don't work here anymore. Get the fuck off our set. Ooh, I just dropped a f-bomb twice in this segment. I think that might be a sign that it's time for me to go. I'll be right back. Alright, I promised you a roseanne podcast. This is not that. Roseanne is like, the new cough, Like... She the the story just exploded this week. Um, and she's gonna be around for a hot minute. Um I don't remember if we talked about Um her blaming Ambien in the l- in the last episode, but she did. She blamed Ambien for making her a racist, which led to just a slew of great memes. Um and and the company that makes Ambien actually tweeted out, like, look, there are some side effects for our, our pills. But racism, not one of them. Um, I, you know, and I have talked, to, in seriousness, um, I have talked to people on Ambien, and they have admitted that, you know, you do things on Ambien. But it's things that you already want to do. All Ambien does is unleash... Um uh, you it, it unleashes your inhibitions. Um so Roseanne is clearly a racist let's let's just be very clear about that. Um I am going to try to um, make this just a one segment thing that, for this episode um because I am sure everyone else like me is on Roseanne fatigue. Um, she, she canceled her appearance on the, um, Joe Rogan podcast and hasn't tweeted in at least 24 hours. So, thank God for small miracles. Um, this coming Monday, um, we might find out if her show will live to see another day. Um, it won't be in the same incarnation as it has been, um, but what word around the street is, um, Sarah Gilbert has pitched and um Tom Tom Werner, who actually owns the show, a spinoff centered around Darlene. Um, they have called cast members, and McKinney, who plays Darlene's daughter, Harris, um, was very enthusiastic and said, "I'm in." John Goodman was very enthusiastic and said that he would do it. Um, Nowhere together than Laurie Metcalf, or Calf, however you say her last name. Um, But everyone kind of just expects her to do it. Um, Yes, she's very busy, but if she can... You know, who doesn't want a paycheck? And since her option was exercised, that could be just, you know her her way of saying, Alright, let's do this, let's just see what happens. Um, they're expected Sarah Gilbert and Tom Werner and some producers are expected to go in. Um I believe they've been working with Bruce Helford, who was the showrunner and executive producer um of the last season of Roseanne. Um they're expected to go in and pitch A B C but there are some hurdles. And let's just be very clear about this. There are hurdles. Nothing about this is, um, is guaranteed at this point. Um, so, basically, the um, the two biggest obstacles are Roseanne herself. Um, everyone's kind of like, well, does she have to approve? The answer to that is tricky. Technically, she does not own the show. Um, and she wouldn't have any right to refuse, because the show is actually owned by, um, uh, Carsey Werner. Um, so they can do whatever they want with the property. The second hurdle is ABC doesn't want her to profit from this. That's where it can kind of get a little complicated. Because technically Roseanne was based on characters created by Roseanne Barr. Um... The the argument that's being used right now is: Did Roseanne actually create these characters, or did she just create the character of Roseanne Connor? Um, and the argument um, is going to be that the other writers actually created the the show. Um, created Roseanne created her persona, and um and molded Roseanne Connor in, in that mold. But Becky, Darlene, Dan, um, Aunt Jackie—those um, were all created by the writers, and or the actors. Um, and the one I threw out, the the other the other go around here is um, R- Roseanne herself could just step back and say I'm not going to benefit financially from the spinoff because. I screwed up, and I want these people to have jobs. Um, she did claim that she begged Ben Sherwood not to cancel the show um, in order to save the jobs of the writers and the crew members and the the other cast members. Uh, this would be her way of proving it, that um, because I, people around ABC that I've talked to um, that have talked to Page Six and other sources, they've all said the same thing: that call never happened. So, that was probably Roseanne trying to put herself in a good light. And, just like her hero. So, I will keep updated on this story and let you know how it develops. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. And, let's talk about Nikki Fink. Okay, I know a lot of you don't know who she is. Um, If you read or covered Hollywood, you you definitely know who she is. Um, when I wrote about her on Generation Gossip, um, the couple of posts that I did, they didn't do well in terms of page views, but in terms of getting the site noticed by the, the Hollywood elite, it was fantastic. Because... If you're a Hollywood insider, you know who she is. And you're probably scared of her. Uh, she's, she's a take-no-prisoners entertainment journalist, or was not was an entertainment journalist. Um, she sold Deadline to um, Penske Media. And she served as editor-in-chief for a very, very long time. Until... She had some sort of feud with Jay Pinsky and was outed. And when I say outed, I mean she was fired. One day she was there, the next day she was gone. Um, the, the whole edge, the whole attitude of Deadline almost immediately changed. After a couple months, she launched NikkiFink.com. Now, here's where it got really kind of complicated. Because Jay Penske said, hey, you can't do that. You're still under contract. Like, you you have a no-compete clause. And she's like, fuck you. Ooh, there's the F-bomb again. I'm not really doing well with that today, am I? Anyways, um... So... There was this back and forth. There was legal maneuvers and whatever. And... Eventually, um, NickyFink.com was shut down, um, and I believe now it reroutes you to Hollywood Dementia. Hollywood Dementia is Nicky Fink's latest venture. Um, it's Hollywood fiction, and she actually pays her writers for these short stories um, that that they would produce for her. Um, she also pays the artist who does the cover work. And I I honestly, I was going to submit some stories because, again, you know, even though I'm not technically a Hollywood insider, I read so much about it that I could probably get in. Um, But I, I didn't because she actually wanted people who were inside of Hollywood and actually, you know, dealt with the people on a personal level. And now um the whole reason why i'm talking about her now is she's going through a whole new evolution um there she's back with pinsky uh he rehired her i don't know exactly what her her title is now it could be contributor it could be troublemaker i don't know um but she announced on Twitter this week that she's going to start tweeting about the midterm elections that are coming up in November. And she's going to gauge response to that. And if it's what she thinks it's going to be, she's launching a brand new website dedicated solely to politics. And um, it's going to have a very liberal bent. And she said, basically, she's angry, um, that liberals are so behind conservatives. You know, conservatives have Fox News and the blaze. It's, it, I don't know. Did Glenn Black finally close the blaze or not? Um, I know he was fired Tommy Lairn, which thank God. Anyways, um, but she wants someone to launch the liberal equivalent of Fox News. She wants, um, CNN or, The New York Times, or some, one of these, you know, big, well-respected media pieces to come out and say, you know what, fuck it, yeah, we're liberal. Oh, there's the F-bomb again. Drinking game, every time I say fuck, you have to take a drink. Um, anyways, she wants them to come out and say, yes, this is it. Um... So, we'll see how this goes. Nikki Fink is very, very aggressive, very, very pointed in what she says, and she takes no prisoners. I'm going to take another drink, and I'll be right back. Okay. So, I was avoiding talking about this because, oh, the whole thing just makes my skin crawl. But, let's talk about Leon Ryan's Eddie Sibrian. And Rachel Bilson. Um, so, all of you know how Leon Rhymes and Eddie Springer got together. They were in some Lifetime movie. They got caught having an affair, and each left their respective spouses. At the time, Leon Rhymes was worth at least seventy or eighty million dollars. Um, and even though her career had. Cooled after, um, after being hot while she was a teen. Everyone just kind of expected it to heat up again. You know, she she still put out some hits. Um, when she tried to cross over from country to pop, it didn't quite go that well. Um, but when she went when she went back full country, that's when she produced some. Some some hits, um, and if you look at the careers of of people like Rywood McIntyre, um, Garth Brooks, um, even Trisha Yearwood, there have been spots where they were cool. Well, after the affair came to light, I don't know what the hell happened. Like Leanne just could not get traction with her music, and she's tried everything. She's tried um, doing full country. She's tried to do dance. Um, but nothing's just happening, and, you know, if you're, if you're spending money but not bringing in enough, your net worth is going to go down. Well, Eddie Cibrian, uh, was on CSI Miami, that got cancelled, um, and now he's on, I I don't, I can't think of what the name of the show is right now, but he's on ABC, or NBC. Um, and it's a cop show with Rachel Bilson. And allegedly Rachel Bilson and Eddie Sibberin are getting really cozy. Now, here's the thing, Rachel Bilson is a very, very smart woman. She knows how crazy Leanne Rhymes can get. Look at Leanne Rhymes and Brandy Glanville's feud. Like that is enough to scare anyone away. Um so I I really don't think that They're having an affair. And the pictures that were posted, there was one that maybe was like, ooh, um, that's a little too cozy. But Leanne Rimes is allegedly, like, just freaking out. And um, she's really worried that Eddie Cibrian is about ready to leave her. And, you know, everyone keeps saying what goes around comes around. And it's true. And there's another point that I wanted to make here about this. If you get him, if, if he cheats with you, he will cheat on you. Now, we don't know what kind of marriage they have. It could very well be an open marriage and, you know, he's dipping his oil oil stick in whatever. Why I, did I try to go with a car metaphor? That doesn't even make sense for me. Um, he, he's going to dip his pen in someone else's ink. Um, but, it also kind of makes a really, for a really fascinating story. Like, almost like, Cheating too. leigh gets cheated on. And I, I'm kind of hoping, like, she goes full-on psycho. And then turns around and writes just a really Taylor Swift-esque nasty mean album about it. Because I guarantee you. Leanne Ryan, despite her, her reputation right now as being um, loopy, and that's being, that's being really kind on of my part, um, people don't really like her because of the cheating scandal, but if, if Adele and Taylor Swift have taught us anything, it's that if you share your personal pain with the public, you will be forgiven. That's all there is to it, honestly. You know, people think, oh, oh, you're just saying, no. You know, with Adele, you know, maybe she didn't cheat and she wasn't caught in a cheating scandal. She really hasn't had any kind of scandal. Um, Taylor Swift either. Taylor Swift is very um, PR focused, but, you know, those two women are the top two female um, solo artists right now. And they both let us in on their pain. If Lian Rhymes did that, I promise you she would have another her album. <sighs> and I need a drink. And, and just for the fun of it, fuck. I'll be right back. Okay, guys, we're back. Um, I had to make me another drink because it's hot and I want alcohol. So let's do a blind item. We haven't done one of these in a while, so... This comes from BlindGossip.com. It's called The Dating Twist. And they say, In case you were wondering if this TV actress and this former former boy band member are in a real relationship, here's what a source close to the situation tells us. It's fake. She is doing this for the publicity, and so is he. This is his third or fourth fake relationship in the past five years. Here we go again. Anything new about this one? She's old, but he's done that before. The twist with this one is that this is his first interracial romance so he's hoping to add a whole new fan base segment he thinks he can get two two million of her followers to follow him check out those numbers and let us know when he reaches his goal oh and he wants her to take him on a little overseas trip to meet her celebrity friend looks like we should be prepared to be royal, royally annoyed by both of these celebs for the for the near future now, the most popular guest, and it's also my guess, um, is Nick Jonas, and I don't know how to say her name, but the, the lead, leading lady from Quantico, um, I probably should know how to say her name, but I don't, um, and the celebrity queen would, of course, be Meghan Markle, so here's the thing. A lot of people believe that Nick Jonas is gay. I believe it myself. Um, There are a lot of straight celebrities. I'm looking at um, Tom Cruise, even though people think he's gay. Um, But there's actually, let me, I'll I'll go into more details about this. But when I first started Generation Gossip, I was like going through like the deep conspiracies because I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. And there's this one conspiracy about Tom Cruise um, and why he's so vocal about Scientology, and that's they have pictures of him with another man. It's a really weird story. Um, Maybe I'll do a special conspiracy episode of Drunk Gossips coming up soon. But with Pete Jonas, he he gay dates a lot. Um, So I don't understand why he keeps doing these fake relationships. Um I you know, I've not bought one of his romances. Not just because I wanna I want him for myself. I almost said the F bomb again. You know, anyone listening to this this episode is just gonna be trash. This is even worse than when me and Mandy couldn't get through the episode she co-hosted with me without laughing like fiends. Um This is what Adult strawberry lemonade will do to you. It will make you curse. That should be my tweet promoting this episode. If Roseanne can blame Ambien for being racist, I can blame Adult Strawberry Lemonade for swearing a lot, right? Um, but Nick Jonas, you know, Nick Jonas is a hottie. I would, I would so do him. Um, I actually think. He, his career would be better off if he, if he came out as bi. Now I don't want people just coming out and saying, "Oh, we're bisexual, whatever." If they're not, but you know, for for his target audience, his target audience is not the same as mine. Um, but for his target audience, everyone's screwing everyone. I I hung out with with some younger people um, a few months ago, and it was, like, one big group orgy. I, I didn't participate. Um, we were out in public back when Boots and Saddles was still open. R.I.P. Boots and Saddles. I miss my Prada. Um, but, um, you know, it was just, like, this person heads up with everyone in the group, and everyone in the group heads up with one another. Um, there was no gender. Well, some of them had no gender. It was they preferred to be called they or um, I or that sort of stuff. Um, so I think him coming out as bi or pan would actually appeal to them, and you know he could still fake date a woman if he wanted. He could date a man if, if you know, he found someone he really cared about. Um, it could be because of his religious background, but this blind is definitely about him. Um, I'm just waiting for it to be revealed. That That's really, honestly, the whole thing at this point. That's going to wrap it up for um, this episode. And hopefully... I will be back on Monday with a new episode for you guys. Until then, cheers to the freaking weekend. Actually, you know what? One last time. Cheers to the fucking weekend. Talk to you guys later. Bye.